When summer rolls around, do you feel like you don't know anybody anymore? Like you have to reintroduce yourself to your spouse, your kids, your immediate family, your friends, your pet, even yourself? Today on Happier Music Teacher, The Relationship Reset. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. I don't think any of us set out to neglect our most important relationships during the school year. It just happens. It's neglect. It's that something has to give, and so we always think that our spouse, our kids, our friends will understand and still be there. And for the most part, they will. Summer is a beautiful time to catch up and have a relationship reset, so let's talk about that today. Number one on your list, and I think the person should always be number one, is your spouse. During the school year, it's really easy to just be two ships passing the night, to touch base about calendars and schedules, and forget to have fun together, not have any leisurely time. If you can swing it, some time alone with your spouse during the summer is fantastic. Our newest thing that we like to do is go for a walk around the block together. It doesn't have to be anything. That's my idea of a date, man. It is free. It is cheap. You're getting some outside time and some exercise, plus with a man I love more than anything. Spend some time with your spouse this summer. I'm sure I don't have to tell you that family time isn't spouse time. So if your kids are there, the dynamic changes. All of a sudden, you're mom instead of wife. For some of you, that's a lot more of a challenge, especially if you have young children at home. But anything you can do to make it happen. Is it possible to walk around a block and everyone is still safe? Is it possible to get up extra early to enjoy a cup of coffee out on the back deck? Is it possible for grandma or grandpa to pitch in and help you out with that? Think creatively about what you can do. It doesn't have to be expensive or time-consuming or fancy or any of those roadblocks that hold us back. But think about just some nice connection time. And as far as me... I think talking's a little overrated. We can just talk our relationship to death, if you ask me. Just have some fun one-on-one time, working on something together, being shoulder-to-shoulder, enjoying a show. Think about the person that you married. Speaking of kids, number two is spending time with your kids. Now, for me, my situation is I have an only son who is 12, so I know that that time is going fast. But I don't think we have to be in that freaked out mode like the meme that goes around about the 18 summers. There, You don't just stop getting to know your kid after 18 summers, but they do leave your house. There is a little bit of a timeline, too. A lot during the school year, I think in terms of managing my son, and that's really kind of gross, but I'm always thinking in terms of managing homework, managing practice time, managing schedules, managing bedtime, manage, did you eat, blah, blah, blah. Instead, think about getting to know your kid as a person. And if you can, to find time with your individual kids, I think that's even better. And like I said, kids don't have to be fancy. This does not have to be epic, a lot of time, a lot of money, just some intention. I enjoy laughing with my son lately, and his humor is just growing to the point where it just cracks me up. Not like a kid, but like an adult. But it doesn't happen on accident. It happens when we've had enough time together and we're relaxed and enjoying each other. If you're wound a little bit tight about your kids, like I am, summer can be a great chance to loosen up a little bit. Could you wiggle a little bit on bedtime and be the cool parent for a change? Could you let him go an extra day without a bath because, eh, 
If they stink, it's summer, they're not going to school. Do they have to really do typing club every day during the summer or could they just stay outside with their friends? Think about it. Number three is spend time with your family. And I guess right now I'm referencing not your immediate family, but your extended family. Now, I grew up with one grandmother literally five minutes down the road and the other probably a 50-minute drive away, but that's not the reality for us. So it is never the most convenient thing, but it's always the most rewarding thing to go spend time with family. And like I said, it's not going to get more convenient than a teacher during the summertime to visit your family. Book the flight, plan the car trip, take the time, and enjoy your family. There is something special about people that have literally known you forever and you enjoy their company. Like I said, leave the baggage at home, bring your best self and just enjoy them. They're not gonna be around forever. Something about being in that environment helps your kids see you in a different light too. It was fun on my last trip home to drive past my high school and tell my son all about it. It's just such a different planet than the way he's grown up. It was a good connection point for us. Friends, number four, it is so easy to take your friends for granted and you just put them on the bottom of your to-do list somewhere after cleaning the grout in your shower and you never see them. Something in our soul just gets sad when we can't see our friends and something about it just lights up when we get to see them. Once again, it doesn't take a lot and I know that good friendships can just pick up where they left off, but think about a simple point of connection and think about not always putting your kids at the very top of your to-do list. I think as women, there's something special and unique about spilling your guts to another woman sitting across the table over a piece of pie or a cup of coffee or, or whatever your poison is. So make the time to do it. It's always a challenge, but you can do it. Would it help to automate it so you always meet them the first Sunday of the month? Would it help to maybe do a walk instead while you talk to make the conversation flow a little more freely? Whatever effort you put in to keep those friendships going, I promise you that it's worth it. Number five is spend some time with your animals. I know, I'm so embarrassing. I am serious. During the school year, I just think we're like making sure they're still alive. They have food and water and maybe you scratch them behind the ears a little bit as you run out the door and then you come back in and it's after dark and you flop in the bed. Have a little fun, enjoy your pet. Um, brush your pet, take your pet for a walk if that's feasible. I have a cat, that's not a great idea. Think about all those things, like the leisurely time to just sit and enjoy your pet and your animal. They're a blessing. Enjoy them. Since I've already been a little strange on my podcast, I'll just go full tilt. I think the best thing for me in the afternoon when I need a break, when I need to de-stress, I brew a cup of decaf coffee. I put my feet up in the recliner. I turn on a show and have the cat on my lap. That is my idea of heaven. I don't care if I'm wrong. I don't want to be right. Think about what you might do this time just to spend a little special time bonding with your pet. As I was thinking about relationship reset and making this list of neglected relationships, I felt a little sheepish putting this one on there, but I think it's actually the most important one is your relationship with yourself. Now, I think if you had asked my grandmothers this, that would not have been the first thing that bubbled to the top of their head, but they just intuitively knew how to do it and knew how to take good care of themselves without it being called self-care or selfish or me time or treat yourself. Instead, it was just managing how you keep your emotion and your energy and everything feeling vibrant. So you might have just been ripping yourself off all school year and you can tell with your relationship with yourself that something isn't quite right. Especially for those of us who identify as introverts, I think it's super important to take the time to make sure that you check in with yourself and how you're feeling. 
Are you overstimulated? Are you overtired? Are you stressed? Are you feeling like you want to go and cocoon and read a book for two days just so you can get set back to level? Take your emotional temperature and really think about what is it that you need. And like I said, it might be time with people. It might also be some time alone. It might be more movement, more activity. That can always change. I reference her in the People Podcast and Promotion segment, but I think the idea of an artist date from the artist way is such a rejuvenating thing to do where you just take yourself someplace you like to go on your own with no timeline and do something that's a sensory delight for you. You can go be strange at Yankee Candle and sniff every different kind of candle. You can go for a walk. I just discovered a nice thing out back and I knew it, I had just forgotten. Literally, probably a three minute walk from my house is some water behind us and they are the cutest ducks. I probably counted 26 the other day. I go for a walk anyway. Why not take the two extra minutes to walk over there and look at the ducks to make myself happy? You know what it is for you. It might be spending some time in a creative pursuit. We all tend to get real edgy when we're not putting our time in on those things. So let me just encourage you, figure out what it is for you. You're not being selfish. Do the logistics to make it happen. Enlist your partner's support. I think it's important. This may be a mindset minute on another episode, but for right now, number seven, your school family is not your family. I don't even think that people are trying to gaslight you or be bad or overstep when they call the school family the family. I think they really mean it in a warm, comforting way that everyone genuinely likes each other and works well together and they're a team. But when you come down to it at the end of the day, your school family is not your family. They are probably, your students are going to be your students. As music teachers, we have them more than the average teacher, but probably K through five, we're talking about six years, maybe seven if you have pre-K. Your colleagues, you might even get to teach with them for decades, but not as long as your family family. So when you're making your choices, when you're going into the next school year, when you're thinking about those forever relationships, if you have to choose, Put your time and energy with your forever people, your forever relationships. And the ones that came to mind for me were your spouse, your kids, your family, your friends, your pet, and yourself. Instead, what happens, if you're like me, is they get on your take-for-granted list. You think, okay, they'll understand if I stay late just this one time. Mom's busy. I'll talk to you later, son push off the family trip, hold off on the friend date for six months at a time, kind of treat your pet like an afterthought, definitely treat yourself like an afterthought. Instead, if you can do anything, and especially like I said, this summer, take the luxurious time to spend time with all those important people in your life. And when the school year rolls around again, I know, hush my mouth, I shouldn't even say it, right? When the school year rolls around again, Don't put them on the back burner. Don't wait until the next summer to get reacquainted. So this is the point of the podcast where it turns from talk to action. Pause the podcast. Don't do this if you're driving. And go ahead and take out your phone and text your spouse and invite them to do something fun with you right now. Get out your calendar and figure out what day you're going to spend individually with each kid. doesn't have to be all day, every day, but think about one fun thing that you might do together. 
You could take them all to the same ice cream shop. You could be fancy and buy them a coffee drink at Starbucks. You could get up early and make pancakes with them and snuggle and watch TV. Think about what might be fun for both of you. Book that trip with your family or plan the road trip. Get on the phone and get those things scheduled so you can see them as soon as possible. Your pet, I don't know. You don't have to book anything with your pet. And the number six, yourself. Think about your best time. Is it that you're going to spend some intentional time early in the morning? I know for a lot of women that works out best for us. Is it going to be doing something special before bed besides just scrolling Instagram? And number seven, the truth that school is lovely, but they're not your family. This week's People, Podcast, and Promotion Spotlight shines on the book, The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity by Julia Cameron. I had honestly forgotten about this book. I'm not sure I've even touched it in five years, but I think I'm going to go through it again. And I really encourage you to think about it too. Julia Cameron's work really influenced mine, and I just not even realized how much. There's journaling in here. There is the concept of taking yourself on an artist date to nurture your artist's heart. There is also the idea of morning pages where you just journal three pages in the morning to get all the junk out of your head so you can be free to be an artist. I think a lot of times as music teachers, we cling hard to the teacher side of the identity and forget that we're musicians. And for a lot of us, it wasn't the teaching that drew us in. It was the artistry and the music. So get back to that. Look at it. The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity, Julia Cameron. This week's verse of the day is James 119. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Today's Mindset Minute is very dainty. It is a concept of kick it in the teeth. My instinct, if we're honest, about difficult tasks or difficult news is just to... Maybe hope it works itself out, hide from it a little bit while it just gets bigger and scarier and darker. I'm really trying to reverse that. So when I hear some hard news or I have a task that I don't like, I'm much more this summer trying to jump in and take care of it. So if it's an appointment that's icky, schedule it immediately, if not sooner, do the paperwork, get on the phone, make it my first task of the day. If it is paperwork that I don't like for something upcoming and I know it could get messy and difficult, have the conversations, do the paperwork, get it out of my life, kick it in the teeth. Would you like to be in a Facebook group for music education but you don't want to deal with the drama? Come join us over at the Happier Music Teachers Facebook page. Some of the nicest people in the internet. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.